That's from the top. Fuck it. Little taking flight, yeah. My biggest influence was me. Like I remember, I remember being in like middle school and listening to all his early mixtapes and mm -hmm. just watching him being like dirty on the camera mm -hmm. and going hard battling people. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I used to write. You know what I mean? I used to. Look, I wasn't that deep last year. Now I get deep, deep throw, deep throw. Deep throw. Uh, uh, uh. My ex bought me a watch. Said her loves timeless. Do mm. that watch right in the toilet. I don't got time for that shit. Hell no. Nigga, I'm the shit. Eggs and bacon. Now it's time for the grits. This is your host, Ron Ron, from the Higher Learning Podcast. Here we are in Riverside Studios, as we are every Tuesday, with our content creator, rapper, Anybody interview, whoever wants to get an interview, DM me on Instagram at HNS420. Go ahead and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Politic and Broadcasting. Also, Politic and Ready on all audio platforms as far as podcasts are concerned. Also, go check out our blog, thepoliticinform.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, HNS420.com. I'm here today with my guests. Introduce yourself, fellas. Yo, what's up? My name's Sauce, Sauce Phantom. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, man, and it's warm. I'm from Philadelphia. I like to tell people I'm from Earth, though, man, because we all under the same sun. That's right. That's right. So, man, I got a Philadelphia nigga and a Texas nigga in here. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's good to see, you know, coming from different parts of the world as far as rap, because back in the day, you know, I'm, I don't know. Y'all's younger than me. I'm 38. So okay. it was like certain eras dominated at certain times. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah from 91 to i want to say 96 or even 88 to 96 it was the west coast with nwa death row but also the east coast too because they had bad boy and you know Nas and all those other type of stuff so yeah, yeah. then after that i think when tupac and biggie died it, it transitioned to new orleans you mm -hmm. know master p cash money those mm -hmm. guys that's were, when the south started coming up the south yeah, started yeah, coming yeah. up you know what i'm saying and then the east kind of came back and then you know like we were talking off camera philly so mm -hmm. You know, in y'all era, like, what are some of the guys that y'all saw doing it that made y'all want to do it? <laughs> All right, well, well, for me, um, you know, I was, once I, like, started getting heavy into, like, wanting to create music, mm -hmm. um, I was always thinking about, like, for some reason, rock and roll, because, you know, my pops was in a band, like, when he was in, like, high school and getting out of high school. And then me growing up, I was always listening to, like, rock music, because that's what he was into, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, once around, like, middle school, uh, I started getting heavy into like Wayne. I think it was like the Carter, Carter three or Carter four, one of them. Mm -hmm. But I ended up getting the CD. I got my hands on a CD. Some female, she got it for me for Christmas <laughs> and, uh, in middle school. So I was like, all right, cool. And then uh, once I started getting into Wayne, is like when you know my my mind for like lyricism and rap really started coming into play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's right. How about that you, man? I mean, I feel like my earliest influences. Much like him, I feel like just like majority of this generation, we're all somewhat wheezy babies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As I like to describe it, you know, he Facts. was like, he was just that guy. But I think more so from a Philly perspective, my biggest influence was me. Like, I remember, I remember being in like middle school and listening to all his early mixtapes and mm -hmm. just watching him being like dirty on the camera mm -hmm. and going hard, battling people. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I used to rap. You know what I mean? I used to be real like, you know, like, check the flow and listen. Listen, this coalition, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Being yeah. real crazy, yeah. trying to be crazy with the wordplay or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like it started there. If I, if I would have named three people that influenced me the most, it was probably Wayne. He was probably, like, my favorite rapper. Meek was probably, like, the person that I kind of modeled myself after when I first started getting into music. 
And then third, I feel like just as a person more so, less than his music, it would be Wiz Khalifa. Okay. You know what Wiz. I mean? Fuck Another PA artist. Fuck with Wiz. Yeah, Fuck with Wiz. Wiz was like, I just, I, you know, he was like one of the first artists I saw even doing vlogs. You know yeah, what I mean? Back yeah, in like 2009 yeah. and 2010, yeah. he was like using this blurry phone camera. Yeah. So that used to inspire me. Like, man, he was like really connecting with us on Twitter and right. getting to know his, his fan base and stuff like that. So I think earliest me that was like my biggest influence got you you yeah. know it's, it's great that you named those guys Wiz, i didn't expect the Wiz, mm -hmm. you know yeah not Wiz too definitely his, his personality over anything you know exactly. what i'm saying like I, like, I don't think I know anybody who don't like Wiz. Right, you feel right, me? right, yeah. right. Like he's like the energy of the party or whatever room he walks into. You feel well, you me? Know, he was the I, last weed rapper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I, my, my podcast is Weed, so mm -hmm. Wiz, I feel Wiz whole vibe. Like, <laughs> I feel you, Wiz. I yeah, feel you, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you coming out of Texas, man, I heard that the nap song. One thing I learned about your style is, you know, you got the auto-tune sound, which is, which yeah. is dope. Yeah. But from my opinion, you know, I don't I don't know a lot of guys that, you know, got actual super bars while doing the auto tune. Yeah. You know, I, I like the blast Bino thing. You know, those yeah. guys are hot with it. But, you know, I noticed how you got that. So how did you get to, to that you know point yeah. where you made your style like that? So it's like I started to um, I mean, when I first started making music, I wasn't into auto tune. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, I had a mic just like this. And it was my first mic. And I would just plug that into my iPad yeah. and record. So I didn't have all these fancy plugins like auto tune or like any sort of reverb or anything. Right. So I was just spitting. So I had to learn early on to like, OK, I got to have bars. You know what I'm saying? And then right. Wayne being one of my influences and then whoever yeah. else was in the game around that time right. was like, all right, I'm coming with bars. Right. You know? right. And then as I started to progress, I started to hear more people using auto tune. I'm like, fuck is this you know what i'm saying right right like, let me hop on it real quick right and i hop on with bars and i start you know incorporating all these other different sounds you'll right. hear different uh you know plugins and effects in my style of music right and it's like it all comes together to create what you hear so it's, it's now you know what i'm saying right 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 so how did y'all connect like how did y'all what's y'all story <laughs> so i was uh what year was it it was probably like 2017. oh yeah i just graduated high school mm -hmm. yeah yeah i had dropped a song and it was before I I went by Sauce Phantom. I was in high school still. I went by Hot Sauce. And uh, I dropped a song called Hot Sauce the God. And uh, I'm in my room, you know, chilling, listening to my music on repeat. And then all of a sudden, SoundCloud, it would, it would put you in an algorithm to where it would connect like artists. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the next song that came after the song that I had just dropped was a song of his called Beanbag. Mm. I was like, damn, what the fuck is this? So I was like, okay. And like, you know, I would listen to other people's music and I'd be like, nah, that's all right, that's cool, that's cool, whatever. Right. When I heard Beanbag, I was like, that really put me on and like fucking sparked the like a like a light bulb in my head, like, okay, who is this? Like Right, right. And uh that's when I reached out. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's kind of crazy about Beanbag because like I said earlier, some of my earliest influences was Wayne and Meek and Wiz. When I dropped Beanbag, that was the first song where I transitioned from trying to be like a Philly rapper right, to right. just being more myself. Right. There's this artist called Ugly God, and he put out a song a few years ago. At the, actually, it was like a few weeks before I put out Beanbag. It's called Water. Right. And he went viral and things like that. And it's like it's like a, a modern day millennial song. He talk about like goofy stuff. Goofy shit. Oh, but God. the thing is, it's like the goofiness is like my personality, mm -hmm. you know, like I don't even really like to identify as a Philly nigga. Mm -hmm. I'm more so like a nigga from Philly. You know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. I'm not really like a super street guy. I'm not like, I'm saying. not the same as Meek Mill. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So the right. thing about beanbag, which it kind of makes it crazy is like, that was the first time where I actually went in the studio and I was just trying to be myself. Right. And I wasn't trying to like have all these crazy lines or be witty or 
I wasn't trying to be anything except right. being myself. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's it's crazy how like we're here in Los Angeles right now, and it all started from that song. But that was the first time I ever decided to just let myself be free rather than trying to be something that I wanted to be as a kid. See, and that's like key. It, a lot of people don't got the courage to be themselves, mm -hmm. especially yeah. with rappers. You know, every rapper think they tough. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know every last one of y'all motherfuckers ain't tough. Like, mm -hmm. stop. It's some tough ones. Don't get me wrong. You know, the street <laughs> ones, the gang ones, you know, we we, we know they tough. But the ones that didn't come from that and try to act like they that, like, come on, dude. Yeah, and so, you see through it. You know what I'm saying? You see mm -hmm. through it. you like, stop it. I'll, I'll blow at you and you're going to fly. Like, stop yeah. playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's authentic. You know, be yourself. Your authentic self. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's a everybody knows the saying, you know, real, recognize real. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm going to quote Nipsey on this because it was one of his interviews where he was talking about how, like, he feels like the key for him was always like it wasn't when he was trying to make a hit record or make it on a radio it was when he was just being real right and like looking back in my career from when i started to take serious steps until now i realized the best things happened when i was just being real with myself and i right. wasn't yeah. trying to be anything right yeah definitely through experience like that that realness overcomes any sort of who you're trying to be because once you're real with yourself people start to see that okay mm -hmm. that person is just being them Facts. And I feel like that'll motivate other people to just be themselves as well. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's Facts. like that outshines anything else than who you're trying to be like, or I want to be like this person or that person. Like, no, I'll be you. Facts. Facts. Say what you like. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you guys solo artists or are you our group or just solo artists that just work together and collaborate? I mean, we're our own individuals. You know what I'm saying? Got you, like got we got you. our own music. Uh, we also have a tape coming up together. Uh, so. tape together. Yeah, we definitely collab, um, you know, relatively but. frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the reason why I asked that. So let's let's clarify. You know, uh, I'm gonna tell you guys. I called this dude a white guy. He looked white to me, but he's not. <laughs> he, he, he's a Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Mexican, Mexican. rapper. And uh, I'm you know, yeah, and, and it's, it's it's dope because you know what I'm saying. I feel hip hop. Hip hop is has been like sports. Hip hop and sports are mm -hmm. able to kill like race relations. So if you mm -hmm. if you play football in high school and you got some motherfuckers that came from like racist backgrounds, you. you you gonna have to like me, motherfucker. I'm your teammate. Yeah. So it kind of teaches you mm -hmm. unity. So hip hop yeah, yeah. is the same way. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's still obviously problems in the streets and problems overall and mm -hmm. racial tension. Yeah. And I don't even know fucking why with black and Mexican because we don't have a fucked up history outside of the gang shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's gang shit. Yeah. So doing this, working together and stuff, like, do you guys feel you can have an impact on that or, or somehow try to change the narrative a little bit? I mean. As far as this right here, like what we got going on, it's like we don't see, I don't mean I don't think he sees my skin color and I don't see his, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we're here making music together, being right. ourselves, doing what we what we love doing. Right. You know, so I feel like in that sense, like, yeah, like people are gonna see this and be like, okay, right. like right. you know, this person should be with these type of people, or this person Absolutely. should be with these type of people. Right. So it's like we're killing that, we're breaking down that barrier. There you, you go. Know what I mean? Yeah. And then that'll definitely also inspire people to go and do the same thing. Yes. You know, because why not? Just do what you love to do. Thank you. And it'll yeah. prosper. You Thank you. Yeah. So it's good for y'all generation because coming off my generation you know it was, it was a lot of racism and a mm -hmm. lot i think this generation of kids are, are getting better in my opinion i'm watching i got kids myself and mm -hmm. i think these kids are kind of like killing that a little bit you know mm -hmm. our, our our previous generation coming off of segregation so mm -hmm. they still a lot of those people on both sides still got ill feelings you know so that's kind of trickled down to us and then now we're teaching our kids like yeah. nah like so i think it's doing a great job of that yeah you know? and i'll just say this right like you know this is a very controversial topic yeah but this is something that i dive into a lot we were just saying every racial slur just the other day just yeah. at each other because it was kind of funny <laughs> you know but my thing is this right mm -hmm. whenever i have a show i let everybody say the word nigga because i say it 
And I understand that that's controversial with a lot of people, especially if you're a little bit older than me. Me and my dad got into so many arguments because of this. But my thing is this. The more you focus on the negative, the more it grows. Everybody nowadays is fucking everybody. So we're going to be the same color in the next 100, 200, 300 years. You know what I mean? And if you ask me, kids on the Internet, you not even kids on the Internet, but just kids in general. Kids don't think about racism unless they're taught it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We look at everybody. Everybody's on social media. We see everybody's skin color. We all listen to the same music. Mm -hmm. We vibe. We got the same amount of friends. You know what I mean? It still is some, some, some racial differences. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, nobody's thinking about. I, I don't want to over exaggerate. Majority of people don't care. You know what I mean? So the fact that we even highlight it a lot, it just I feel like it just increases the problem. You know what I mean? So I'm not telling any white kids or anything like that to go around saying the word nigga because everybody's not like me. But when you come right. see me perform, if you sing my lyrics, I don't care, man. I know. I look at the intentions behind the words, not the sound that you're making. Right. So where the problem that lies in, a lot of kids, like um, a lot of people aren't comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So to promote that, you're going to get somebody fucked up. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that don't like that shit. Mm -hmm. So I, I grew up, obviously, I got, you know, white guys that grew up with me. You know, hand in hand, it was, you know, same. I got, you know, some Mexican friends. Like, I understand, like, mm -hmm. certain people get past this, but you can't just go in front of every black person and say that shit. Yeah, everybody no, ain't cool no, with yeah, that shit. Not everybody's cool. I, with I had a job yeah. one time. I had a, a Mexican homie named Luis. He was cool ass dude. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had been working together for a couple of years. He told me he, he grew up, his both of his neighbors was black. So they, they always came yeah. to me, hey, little nigga, come here. So, yeah. you know, that's how, what he used to tell me. So, mm -hmm. one of the older homies that worked with us heard him. And he was like, what'd you just say? And he's oh, a big man. ass dude too. Yeah. So I'm like, Luis, oh, I told you don't say that around everybody, bro. Yeah. Everybody's not gonna feel the same about it. So you have to be careful. Yeah. And so, um, and as far as the race thing, um, no one thinks about it until something happens. So mm -hmm. my kids, they experience racism in school all the time. Like wow. a lot of racism. Um, you know, they used to go to an after school program. They were probably one of the only black kids in the program. And, Every time, every day, it was it was my kid was in trouble or something. My kids would be like, they never say nothing to the Mexican kids, but they mm -hmm. always say something to us. It's mm -hmm. always our fault. And so it was, it was that type of stuff going on. And then even teachers and stuff now and, you know, kids talking about because there's race on TV. It's the George Floyd thing. And you see this shit on TV. And, you know, one of my daughters said one of the boys behind her was talking about, yeah, George Floyd deserved to die. That's what he gets and shit like that. And that's not a kid speaking. He's hearing yeah, that from his no, parents. Yes. So he's copying what his parents is doing. Mm -hmm. So it is, we can't pretend like it's, it's just dead because it's, it's not, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? At the same time, we have to progress. Yeah. There's no way we can progress unless we try to take those steps. Mm -hmm. So you guys doing this, I think it, it does say, say a big value. It speaks volumes. You'll be able to work together yes. and create good yeah. music. We're trying to step into like the evolution of humanity. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Not yeah. just the evolution of like a certain group of people. Like mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that's where we, like we come together. We want mm -hmm. everybody to come together. Everybody in this room. Everybody in this city. Right. In this fucking country. You feel me? Right. Right. Yep. That's hip hop does too. Yeah. Yep. And I'll say this. You know, <clears throat> that's actually what my name represents. Mm -hmm. My name is Swarm, but I spell it C Worm, mm -hmm. even though it's pronounced Swarm. Mm -hmm. It stands for currently working on reinventing mankind. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that I'm focusing on is helping us as as humans, mm -hmm. not just as black or Mexican or white, helping us evolve into what I like to focus on a type two civilization, mm -hmm. which focuses on like it's it's about it's about the evolution of humanity, but it specializes in technology mm -hmm. because I'm like a technology guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's where my whole focus is. And I had to learn early that in order for you to really understand somebody, mm -hmm. you have to look at the intentions behind where they come from. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody called me a nigga. If somebody called me any word in a different language I didn't understand, it wouldn't hurt me. 
which means to me it's not them creating that tension in me it's me creating it within myself mm -hmm. which means i had to step outside of myself and realize like okay there's some people that's going to have the intentions on trying to hurt me mm -hmm. there's other people that are just ignorant and they just don't understand mm -hmm. you know my my girl well now the mother of my child mm -hmm. she works she's puerto rican and white she work around white people she tell me all the time like they seem racist on the surface but they're really just ignorant Mm -hmm. They really just don't. They didn't grow up around black people or they don't know. They just see what they see on the Internet or on, on TV. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got a lot of work to do, man. We're still in the baby stages of it. But baby stages, it's people like us, like all three of us, as we're just working on pushing us forward. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we have to we, we definitely have to make it uh, everybody aware because mm -hmm. we can't sit up here and act like it's not a problem. We can't we have to make people aware and yeah. people are uh, deeply affected by the, some mm -hmm. of the racism that's going on in America, even. Yeah. You know certain things that the demographics of america 66 percent white 18 percent hispanic 12 percent black so obviously the numbers as far as yes. the people and then you look at the jail system 38 percent of the jail system is black mm -hmm. i think it's 23 some percent mexican mm -hmm. but white is way down there so mm -hmm. it's like how is uh, i mean why it, the percentage is it's not way down there it's around the same mm -hmm. but you got to look at the ratio mm -hmm. if there's 66 percent white people compared to 12 percent and 80 percent mexican people that number should not be close you know so it, it that, that's what it is so it's a lot of things that are happening it's a lot of areas you know uh, uh white people have generational wealth mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know that a lot of people white people have generational wealth so it's easier for a lot of their people to flourish yeah. a lot of people want to blame mexican or black people and say they're just lazy or they come from this or that but mm -hmm. That has a lot to do with it. Yeah, so in order is. for us to heal, we have to be able to recognize a problem and then figure out a solution. Exactly. And we yeah. got to get back to what we were talking about off camera with right. the whole Black Panther yeah. and, the, and the Black Wall Street thing. We yeah. need, as minorities, we need to create our own infrastructure. Yeah. That's the reason why we suffer so much because we have to rely on the other infrastructure to provide mm -hmm. for us. It's just like living in a house where you're not welcome. Nice. Eventually, you got to go out and build your own crib and, and get your own groceries and things Facts. like that. Facts. So, that's yeah. facts. We gotta do that, and, and that's that's why I kind of stress the coming together thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like it, it, it's it's hard for some people to see it, but like I love to see it. I love to see that, you know. And y'all, you, you, I know you got bars. Um, you mentioned one of your songs that you heard, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm excited to see y'all later on in the freestyle. Mm -hmm. So, are you guys sports fans? Yeah, man. Yeah, I used to be heavy in the basketball. Um, but like ever since I started taking my music more seriously, it's like I'm not trying to focus on anything else gotcha. aside from music. You feel you me? Got tunnel vision. So it's like, yeah, I have to tunnel vision what I want to accomplish and what I want to do. Right. Like back in like, you know, ever since I was in elementary, I've been, I love basketball. You right. Know what I'm right. And then uh, middle school, I played ball. High school, I played for a select team. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I yeah. Can hoop. Okay. I saw okay. the court outside, by the way. We, yeah. We yeah. That court yep. Outside. <laughs> yep. We got the basketball. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I was heavy into basketball. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, we got a lot of pride in the Spurs uh, down in San Antonio. I know y'all do. So, yeah. Spurs. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, I hated the Spurs growing up. <laughs> I was oh, just my saying. God. <laughs> he was telling crazy. me how he hated the Spurs. Tim too. Duncan and Tony Parker and David Robinson, they uh, gave me, because I'm a huge Laker fan. Oh, uh, yeah. So we, uh, we, we, weren't, we weren't Lakers fans. Uh, y'all hated man. us. <laughs> and we pretty much, as far as the playoffs during my era, got the best of the Spurs most of the time. I think the Lakers beat them four times. Like they beat us two, but those two times hurt like a bitch. Yeah. You should have seen. You should have seen military drive in San Antonio. <laughs> there were cars going down, honking, fireworks popping. Yeah, yeah we were going crazy in San Antonio. Yeah, I know, man. I think the Alamo Dome they used to play at was like the biggest. I think it's the house the biggest capacity in the NBA. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like AT&T Center. Yeah, yeah, or I think they switched. It used to be the okay, Alamo yeah, they Dome. Switched. Yeah, okay. so they switched over to the AT&T Center. Yeah, yeah. My, I feel like my answer is, is the same. 
I won't describe it as tunnel vision though, because in retrospect, I realized like in the moment, I thought I was creating tunnel vision by like cutting myself off from sports, and right. video games and anime. I feel like the last like time I was super engaged mm-hmm. was like 2012, right before I graduated high school. Right. You know what I mean? But in, like I was saying, in retrospect, I realized I just kind of made myself less well-rounded. Right. You know what I mean? I started realizing that this year. So, right. so I'm not, I haven't even been into sports. I think like the first basketball game I watched in years was probably like earlier this year. And I turned it off after a while. Damn. You know what I mean? But just like him, you know, like growing up in the hood, I grew up in Philly. So it was like AI, you right, know what I mean? Right, like yeah, it was yeah. basketball, football, boxing, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Boxing, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. I feel, but in, in the interest of sports, I have been getting more into MMA now. Okay. Yeah. This UFC, year, that's been like, that's that's been like my thing. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. So, but I'm getting back into it, man. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. rapping freestyling is it still a thing in this era like is it you know battling in that battle rap scene is it still a thing battle rap i feel like when you're in the stew and you're just fucking around and you don't have like a, a solid like schedule to go off of just throwing a beat yeah let's talk some shit you know what yeah, i'm saying we'll yeah. battle rap real quick or yeah. we'll just freestyle some bullshit you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. until we start getting into that group for me it's kind of like a warm-up right. you know what i'm saying before i start actually hitting like the recordings hard and shit right so there's no places that have like competitions or you go compete there are no yeah there okay. are. is that like is it popular is it still yeah. a good way to kind of get out there yeah they, it absolutely is matter of fact that brings me to a point that i want to make right for any creative that's watching this right don't ever think that there's not a lane for you because with the internet now, everybody is neighbors, and now everybody can have their own genre of anything that they like. Right. So to answer your question, mm-hmm. in Philly, I know I have like some friends right now that's creating their own little battle rap league. Okay. You know that's like a thing in Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah. 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 So like, and then shout out to King Los, man. Another one of my like biggest influences when it comes to on um, music and rap and things like that. I feel like he hella underrated, but we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But That's yeah, cool. man, I think like you just gotta find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The battle reps, I feel like the battle rap scene is flourishing now. It, I feel like since the '90s, it started to die down because yeah. hip hop started getting more mainstream. Yes. But now with the internet, it's coming, coming back. back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. People are having whole careers off of just battle. Yeah, rap. yeah, yeah. I've seen a few pages that are just battle rap pages, and they're like, you know, flourishing and doing well. You know, yeah. right? And then freestyling is just like it's like That's battle like, rap's consistent. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, so. Right. Who do y'all think is the best battle rapper, both of y'all? I mean, I, I'm that not going to say that you heard. Like, your favorite. Your favorite, favorite battle rapper. There you go. Who is it? Lil Snoop. Lil Snoop, he was under Meek, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't really a battle rapper. Is that rapper, not considered a battle rapper? I don't think I, so. He he died in 2017. Man, he was like an artist that Meek signed. Yeah. He battle rapped because Meek put him in position to do it for yeah, money. That's what it was. But mm-hmm. I don't think he considered himself a battle rapper. He was more just like doing what he could to get around. Right. You know what right. I mean? But it's I feel like I don't know who's the best, but. I feel like my favorites, I really like Conceited. You know what I mean? I just like the way he, his flow and his cadence and, like, his stage presence more than anything. He right. know how to get the crowd engaged. But, like, once again, man, I'm just going to throw King Lopes out there, you know? I feel like when it comes to lyricism, he's one of those people that's, like, he should be mentioned with people like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and things like that. But I think his persona just doesn't sell himself as a mainstream artist. Right. So if y'all know who King Lose is, trust me, y'all gonna hear about him, especially in the battle rap scene. That's crazy, because like you said, lyricism, when you think about it in today's game, everybody throws out, of course, mm-hmm. Kendrick and J. Cole, and that rightfully so, but yep. there's a lot of guys that aren't out that, that got it too, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They just not. Yeah, see, the battle rap scene in like San Antonio, where I'm from, I don't think it's as popping as it is like up north, like in Philly mm-hmm. or right. in New York, or maybe right. even here, for example, yeah, you yeah, feel me? Yeah, definitely. So it's like, that's kind of like a, a new new idea for me. 
but it's like when we when we battle rap or whatever, it's usually like at a party or like yeah. we're at a kickback. It's a you know, it's not like it's, a it's not like a, a, a legit setup type of thing. You feel me? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So if you guys were to get signed by Rock Nation tomorrow, or maybe create the biggest deal of your life, being so young, would you feel obligated to like take care of your family or take care of certain people? Like if you just hit a, a twenty million dollar deal. I, yeah, I definitely think I would. Yeah, I'll definitely have uh, my parents' crib paid off. Or you know, that would be like one of the first things I do. Yeah. Because you know, I owe it to them over anybody else. You know what I'm saying? To be put, you know, where I'm at, you know, and how I'm doing in life. Like they, they brought me up. You know what I'm saying? They, right. they raised me. Right. You feel me? Right. Just like I owe them my life. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, and Especially right. like my grandma and stuff too. You know, with whatever we're going through back at the crib and the family and shit. Right. I want to make sure everybody's straight before I start making sure I'm straight. Right. Because right. if I was able to get a deal like that off rip. Then it's like okay, then I know what I can accomplish. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I can just hit it harder and do it again. You right. Feel me? You know your worth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, man. The only reason why music is a career for me is because of my family. Like I really, like I don't know if too many people can say this, but I would be making music whether I was making money or not. Mm. This is just Love like it. the thing. This is just what makes me happy. Right. You know what I mean? This right. this literally like, like I don't get happy at that many things, but when I hear myself on a beat. You know, like even talk about it right now, I'm just thinking like, man, but the reason why I chose to make it a career was, you know what I mean? Like, I'll give you the short version. I remember when I was like, when my mom was living in South Philly and she couldn't, she literally didn't have anything to provide for us. You know, I got three siblings, Damn. you know what I mean? Damn. And I remember like one day I walked in the living room and I was like, mom, I'm hungry. And she started crying because she knew it wasn't nothing in the fridge. You know what right. I mean? Right. And then I went up, I told her it was cool. You know what I mean? Cause I was, I think I was too young to understand it at the time. Right. I was like, no, it's cool. I went upstairs and turned on like MCB jams and I started realizing like, yo, these rappers throwing around all this money mm-hmm. and they got all these girls and right, stuff like that. Right. I'm like, all right, bet. Like, right, right. I was already like, I was already in the rap. I was already in the music, but I'm like, oh, so I can pay for shit with this. You right. Know what I mean, right, exactly. so I wouldn't even be making music. I wouldn't even be trying to do this if it wasn't for my family, man. So that's right. the only reason why I'm, I'm out here doing this right now trying to make money from it you know that's what's up man. That's yeah, what's yeah. Up. i mean we still haven't gotten paid no lump sum yet yeah yeah you know i'm just saying, saying? like so that's, that's, it's, it's like, coming you yeah, know what i'm saying it goes down to like the love of music like we're right. still out here trying to do this shit you feel right me? right of course it's part of the grind it's just something that you're gonna have to face one day oh, yeah. you know blowing up you know a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of guys feel that pressure and end up yeah. going broke or end up you know oh, yeah. fucking off all their money trying to take care of everybody and i understand like i got people yeah. i take care of too so people talk about what they would do before they get in that position until they get in that position. Yeah. Right. You, know so you see that money in front of your face, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You got the ability to literally change damn near everyone's lives. Would you do it or would you would you not do yeah. it? You yeah. know, so that, that's that's dope for y'all to, to say that you would, you know, pretty much because your families. Yeah. I appreciate that question too. You know, one of the things I've been focusing on most recently is financial literacy. Yes. Anticipating yes. having all of that money coming in. You know what right. I mean? Like right. I've been learning a lot about REITs and stocks and things like that. Right. And um and I just feel like I've, I've witnessed it myself, you know, like I used to work at Rite Aid, right? When I first graduated high school and I was an assistant manager there yeah. in like 19, you know? Yeah. So I was making like, at the time I was seeing like, like $900,000 checks a week. And I remember one time I spent like a thousand dollars just going to the mall, buying all this shit. And like the next day I realized like, wow, I still feel the same exact way with these new Jordans on. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that was like the first moment where I realized like, oh, this is what it's like when you blow up and you get a bunch of money. Right. You think you're going to buy a bunch of shit and be cool with it, but then you'll, you're just going to have a bunch of new shit. You still going to have yeah. the same mental problems. You still going to have the same health. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to act like 
all of my money is going into stocks and things like that. But I'm more aware now that I'm 25. Right. You know what I mean? I'm more aware that like I gotta be, I have to be, I gotta be smart with what I'm doing with my money. You know what right. I mean? We right. learned that just this past year too, because we were both getting unemployment checks because of COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. you feel me? Right. Right. And I don't know how much I got, like what 15k or some shit off right. of unemployment checks. And I blew all that on the dumbest <laughs> shit, man. Right. And I, looking back at it, it's like, You're man, like, what the fuck? That's the doing? stupidest shit I could have done. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm a lava lamp for. 40 bucks, like, <laughs> right. what the fuck do I need a lava lamp for? You know what I'm saying? I need a lava lamp. Going, getting a, like, DoorDash and Uber Eats and stuff. It's yeah. It's like, bro, yeah. I don't need to be wasting money on all this dumb shit. You know? So we got food at the crib. Right, like, exactly. Need, like, exactly. Like, go get groceries. Some exactly. shit, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I didn't do that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's important to, I mean, if you're not taught how to be financially responsible, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. you know, probably your first, I wouldn't even say big bag, your first, you know, whenever you get that, start seeing that money, I think everybody, you know, goes through that. They go through yeah. a fuck off period. That's, and that's what how you it know. was with me with the unemployment checks because yeah. once I started getting the unemployment checks, that was more than what my job was exactly. paying me. So exactly. I was like, damn, I'm really coming across some money now. Right. It's like I could blow some of it. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So exactly. like that was like the most money I had come across in my life. Right. You know. Exactly. So, so after blowing it all, it's like all right, now I kind of miss you learn that money. You know what I'm saying? Now the lesson though is more important. Yeah. Now you know what to do yep. when you get that shit. You're like, that, I can't yeah, fuck yeah. that off. I gotta get into crypto. That's what Nipsey. Nipsey was been talking about Bitcoin since. 2007 13? or something like, something like something i don't know like early that. as fuck but yeah and then now that now they got the nfts popping out have yeah. y'all been keeping up with nfts i don't i don't oh man NFTs. it's like the digital art world i'm telling you within the next few years these this whole digital art world like you're gonna have on this this jordan suit you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and then it's gonna once once they sell it to you at the cash register they're gonna be able to you're gonna have like like a like a digital version of that right um and it's like you're gonna be able to customize like your little that's avatar crazy. with that through nfts and shit that's so crazy. whenever people like scan whatever drip you're wearing or whatever yeah, it'll yeah. pop up like oh yeah you got the digital version of this fit too. Damn, you know what i'm saying damn. so it's like you're gonna be fresh like in real life and digitally yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like it's, a, it's like the whole future of like digital art and see. nfts and, and you know drip and clothes and stuff see so, yeah i'm pretty excited for that future and as far as investments, I feel like now is the best time to be getting into that shit man. before it starts oh, getting man. even more mainstream than what it is now. You feel me? It's about being smart. I mean, just we just you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But we just saw the, the news about you know he bought uh, share shares of Body Armor for six million dollars mm -hmm. a couple oh, yeah. years ago. They just sold it to Coca Cola, mm -hmm. and he got his profit was he got four hundred million. So Kobe would have been a billionaire by this time if he's still alive. You know, yeah. like smart investments man like these some of these guys like jay-z he has a line in his 2001 album uh this uh blueprint album the blueprint I always reference that you know he says i came into this motherfucker 100 grand strong nine mm -hmm. to be exact from grinding g-packs so he started with nine hundred thousand. then he says later in the song i'm a 40 million boy 40 million and i'm the 80 million boy this was mm -hmm. 2001. Mm -hmm. 20 years later yeah. he's almost 2 billion mm -hmm. from 80 million that motherfucker grew his wealth in 20 years like like no other like yeah. i've never seen no shit like that yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's like it's, it's about investing your money smart and educating yourself as yeah. you were saying about financial literacy yeah being aware i'll just say this right because i'm pretty sure um majority of people in america were getting some sort of unemployment over covid yeah yeah you know i i'm not gonna lie and say because i definitely spent a little too much money on weed you know what i mean <laughs> but i'll say this and i'm gonna be honest we all did we all did right <laughs> especially over here right I'll say this medicine the first thing that i did with all of my money i invested it you know what i mean i paid off my car i paid off all my debt there you, go. you know what i mean i invested in, in adobe and i bought a i bought camera equipment there and i go. taught myself how to do that because go. i was already anticipating it's not going they show you when it's going to end they right. show you how much you got access to. right exactly. so i already knew you know what i mean so i'm just like everybody else where 
of course, like I spend money on Taco Bell when I got food at the crib. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I think I think you just need to be aware of like what can I do right now to make my life better tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Facts. So that's how I think. You're right. You're right. But it's like you said, it's important. I, that was gonna be my next question during the pandemic. I know it was horrible for a lot of people, you know, yeah. people got lost people, you know, mm -hmm. people got sick. I caught that shit a couple months ago. So mm -hmm. I know how that shit feel, oh, yeah. you, know, it's, you know, I didn't, I didn't suffer like others did, but mm -hmm. you know, so were you guys, did it like hurt you more or did, did were you able to capitalize and take advantage of it? Uh, so I feel like once COVID started, you know, everybody was freaking out. Nobody was stepping foot outside the house. Right, right. As it continued, um, like I said, I was getting unemployment checks, so I was just chilling at the crib, stacking money, and then blowing it on Amazon shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, during that time period of not going out and not doing shit, I was able to focus more on myself and my craft. I looked up mm -hmm. YouTube tutorials on how to edit videos. I, mm -hmm. You know, I was able to focus on more of the things that could make me productive that I had time for now that I right. didn't have a job. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So it's like the money was coming in, and I was able to also, you know, build myself up from... Right you know, learning, uh, learning different skill sets that right. I could use in the future. Right. I mean, like what he said, he was able to invest in, uh, in Adobe, buy a right. camera and right. learn that skill as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in a sense, it was a blessing and a curse, right. you know, you know, it sucks, whatever, uh, that, that people were getting sick and shit. My whole family got it. Like I got yeah. sick. That yeah. song naps that I dropped. Yeah. I recorded it. I had COVID when I recorded that song. <laughs> I was fucked How up. did you do that? I was fucked up in my room like this, laying on my How bed. My brother, my brother was fucked up in his, in his room too. My mom was in her room. My Damn. pops was I think my pops was at my grandma's or something. Mm. So it's like we were all just fucked up off COVID. And I brought the I brought my mic up into my room and shit. And uh, I, I was like, how you and I was like, you know what? Fuck, let's just throw on a beat. And you can kind of hear it in the vocals too that yeah. I, I kind of have like a sick like Trump a sick tone. Jump on my city right up on the map. Like it's more of like a mellow tone. You know what I'm saying? How did you get the energy, bro? Like I could, when I had this, I had zero energy. Yeah, well, because I was just in the crib and I was like, damn, like I I have COVID, so it sucks already. I can't step foot outside of my room. You know, I can't go out anywhere. I can't do shit. So it's right, like, right. even that sickness, me having COVID didn't stop me from like still saying. pushing That's and crazy. doing some music shit. You know what That's I'm saying? Crazy. I, it's like, I had to do something productive. I didn't want to be counterproductive bro, at all. And I couldn't even answer the text message. Man. I was so fucked. I was like, yeah, man, I don't man. even want to do it. I ain't got the energy. It take a lot to do this right now. Oh yeah. I was ignoring motherfuckers, oh, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that shit sucked. It does, man. So I'm glad you guys were able to kind of like, improve and capitalize you know in, of, of such a horrible time that we yeah. face in america with the, with the whole COVID 19. yeah um, it was it was it was a difficult time man yeah, I, yeah. you know it's funny i was homeless and i had court COVID. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i was living out of my car and like and i remember i remember like it was exactly like you like i literally couldn't even move yeah like i had to like force myself to have the energy to walk right you know what i mean right so it was crazy but the way i like to look at it is this unless you're like Unless you got an unfair sentence and you're in jail, unless you're like in somebody's basement, locked away in another country, nobody knows where you are. I feel like for the most part, if you were born in America, if you were born in America, like you're legally a citizen, mm -hmm. you can turn majority of negatives into positives. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people got affected by it negatively, but a lot of people didn't, you know what I mean? Right. And I think right. it's really about the mindset that you go into anything that you have. Right. In any um, problems that you have to encounter, right. you know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, look at he. We just did the video, like what, like last week? Yeah. Like two weeks ago about yeah. that. He recorded that song. We who would have known we would have been in Los Angeles? We would have got the um opportunity yeah. to, to um shoot the video that Vapor 95 started all over the song where he had COVID. Yeah, you know damn, I mean? that's so crazy. So it's like it just depends on your perspective on it, you know what right. I mean? Right. But uh, I will acknowledge a lot of people were affected. Like my mom, she had she got fired because of COVID. Mm -hmm. She couldn't even and she wasn't even able to get unemployment checks. 
So everybody got affected differently, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's just about how you take it. Is how I was. That's having. crazy, yeah, man. That's un unfortunate, man. Because a lot of people, like you said, did suffer, but mm -hmm. those that were able to capitalize, like I hope you know you yeah. did that. Just that, you know Definitely. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, it's a question. Do you guys Drake and Kanye fans? I am. Yeah, I'm more of an underground fan, man. Mm -hmm. Like I, I kind of, I kind of steer more to like people who would need my support as I would need somebody else's support. Got you know that. Me? Got but that. no, don't get me wrong. Like I fuck with a lot of mainstream. Yeah, artists. I only asked that because I was going to ask who y'all who y'all think had the better album better since album. they had the beat. Oh yeah, that's your question, man. I get, man. Well, first of all, I'll say I feel like it's kind of unfair to compare the two mm -hmm. because. Kanye is a more well-rounded artist than Drake. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he produces, he mixes and masters. Right. So his is gonna come out differently regardless. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, but if we are gonna compare the projects just because they were released at pretty much the same time, right? I think it's for different crowds, you know. Kanye's album was more of a piece of art, in my opinion, rather than so everybody just music. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really is that yeah, like a, a lot of people saying okay. that it's a common common yeah. thought. That was my perspective on it. It was like I would listen to that. I wouldn't listen to it to turn up or to like I would listen to that if I was driving around and I wanted to only pay attention to that. Right. Or I wanted to have like some background music to like maybe a fashion show or something like that. Right. Whereas Drake, he tends to make music more for the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that was my take on it. What's, what's your opinion on it? You know what? Uh I grew up a Kanye fan. Mm -hmm. So this is an unbiased statement. You know, I'm, okay. I'm a Kanye fan. He's weird and he got some weird views, but mm -hmm. musically the motherfucker is it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm a new Drake fan. I became a Drake fan like three years ago. Okay. I wasn't fucking with Drake at first. What made so, you like him? Um, just his consistency, man. Mm -hmm. Like him being on the radio every fucking year, five times a year, all year. Mm -hmm. Come on, you hear it that many times, you're gonna have to stop saying, Okay, yeah. man, the motherfucker is dope. Mm -hmm. Shut up. So that's what made me I Drake made me respect him. So mm -hmm. I'm a new Drake fan. I fuck with everything he do. So these two. I put on the Donda. I remember they were playing at the barbershop, and I said, "Like, let me sit in the car and do it." Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just got got tired because I feel Kanye's mind was all over the place, and mm. it was stressing me the fuck out. So mm. I couldn't even finish the album. Mm. But when I put on Certified Lover Boy, I just couldn't stop playing the album. Mm -hmm. so, Back to forth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Drake, I think for me, he never misses. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Drake is a legend, and and I, I liked his project better. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm glad you just brought that up, right? Because when I woke up this morning, this was the first thing I was thinking about. Yeah. I was thinking about how Drake is, he is the top guy, right? And yeah. I started thinking about like why he is like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're an artist that's listening to this, yo, I want you to realize Drake has a whole team around him to help create what he has to offer. Right. So to the average consumer, we just listen to the final product. Right. You know what I mean? Unless you're like people like us who kind of are, we understand a little bit behind the scenes. Right. But to somebody that just play music, all they hear is the songs. They don't realize there are multiple writers. They don't realize there oh, are yeah. other producers that's contributing. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, like, to somebody else, like, people like us, we write our own music. You know what I mean? Facts, we, facts, like, facts, I make beats. You know facts, what I mean? Facts. So it's a little bit of a different process. So I found myself right. kind of comparing myself to him, thinking, like, what can I do to get on that level? Right. But the truth is, you just got to get on your own level and right. wherever that's exactly. going to take you. Right. You know what I mean? Because it could be anywhere. Right. That's you facts. It's, fun. it's great that you brought that up, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you can't everybody can't can't take that role mm -hmm. so you know drake came out at a, at a great opportune time he got with wayne and yep. you know he got with those guys and and you know along with nikki and they all kind of like just took over at the same yeah. time mm -hmm. they become like a they became like a power trio they in were. the rap game young man. money was running that shit for a while young money was running everything. i remember being in school and there was like every friday 
the entire school would wear their YMCMB shirt. Yep, yep. I was the only one that didn't ever buy a YMCMB <laughs> shirt. Too. Man. I didn't fuck with it. I didn't fuck with it. But you know what? If anybody has a YMCMB shirt for sale, I'm a, I'm a size medium. <laughs> exactly. For real. I'll buy one for real. Now. For real. For real. I, I, I came to respect all of them, you know, because they, yeah. they were running shit for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was dope to see that process of them, you know. Nikki, Drake, Wayne, yeah. and they was on every fucking feature. They were all over the place. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. running shit, just working. That's you appreciate the work. Oh yeah, it's working. It takes work. To y'all know what it is? The musical process mm -hmm. and recording and mixing and erasing lyrics and erasing oh, verses, yeah. going back and doing it again. Like you know what it is. So yeah. you know, shout out to Drake. Um, you know, I, I got a question for you, right? Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're a little bit older than us, so mm -hmm. I feel like you got a unique perspective on this, right? Yes, sir. So the way I remember it back in the early 2000s when it was like the Wayne, Kanye, 50 Cent era, mm -hmm. where it was like 50 Cent was dominating and things like that. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like this was like a part of the transition where rap was going from being serious mm -hmm. to being more mainstream, you know what I mean? Right. So who do you think were like some of the people that really pioneered the way for somebody like Drake to come in and sing it for it to be okay now? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Okay, so it was only a couple of guys that was on that. So um, mm -hmm. I think the guy that that doesn't get enough credit for that transition, especially mainstream. Mm -hmm. And I do, I did not like this guy at the time, but I appreciate his music now. Yeah. Is a uh, Ja, Ja, Ja Rule, right. man. Like mm -hmm. I, I didn't like Ja. I was a fifty yeah. M Dre fan. Like he went at them. I hated Ja. You can't like yeah, you know Ja what I'm and like fifty. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I love fifty. Mm -hmm. I you know I, I left work and, and and went to Blockbuster Music and, and was late to coming back from lunch to go get that Get Rich or Die Trying. I didn't mm -hmm. give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm about to get this album. You got me fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Ja, he really had a lot of hits where he was singing and mm -hmm. everybody clowned him and shit. But, you know, I wasn't listening to it out loud. But when I went in the room, I was like, look, you playing it like this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no auto-tune. No auto-tune. You feel uh -huh. me? So, Ja kind of paved the way for that. He okay. didn't give a fuck about what people said about him mm -hmm. being soft or why are you singing. He made yeah. hits. Yeah. And I think that's where he, he kind of started it as far okay. as that. And then, you know, the auto tube came with T-Pain and, mm -hmm. you know, so all those guys kind of came around the same time. Yeah. So I think it was Ja that kind of okay. opened the door for everybody. You got to give him his flowers, man. Da too. Shout out yeah. to Ja, man. Shout out to Ja. Mm -hmm. He did that shit. He did that Lil shit. Lil Wayne, Lollipop. Lil, Lil, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Lil, so Wayne, you know, of course, yeah. Wayne, we could talk about Wayne's dominance from shit, from when he started to... to what, yeah. Just last year? Just last, when he Yo, stopped what, rapping. What, like, what, was, what was the last thing he dropped? It was the... Uh, the Carter Bond? No, 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 it was a tape. Uh tape. What was it? Was it No Ceilings? I don't know. He, he did a recent tape. He did. The whole tape, man. It's like, bro, I don't understand how he's keeping up so much, you know right. what I'm saying, with, like, right. the newer school artists and stuff. Right. And it still sounds good. Right. You know, I feel like he slept on, like, a lot of people give him the, the appreciation for, like, his mixtapes and stuff. Yeah. But, like, nowadays when I am when I tell people, like, yo, did you hear that new shit Wayne dropped? Like, yeah. That shit, and they're like yeah. Carter Five, and I'm like, bro, that was like what two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, he's still dropping shit. Like, he's still making them hits, bro. Y'all yeah. sleeping on it. Sleeping on shit. It. No, Wayne, he paved the way for a lot of these new artists. Man. Oh yeah, I, I think it was a tank with him and Rich the Kid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something yeah, he dropped yeah. recently too. See, see you up on that. You oh see man, what I'm there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, shout out to Wayne, man. He he really really changed a lot, and he really paved the way for a lot of yeah. these new artists. Mm -hmm. You know, what's up with you guys? What are your next projects? You got EPs coming, more singles coming. You, you know, want people to go check some other shit out. I mean, shit. The whole time we've been here, we've been kind of grinding out these music videos, mm -hmm. uh, working on new music. We just did a show two days ago. That shit was pretty good. Oh, where was, at? Uh, what was it called? The coffee shot. 
It was in Long Beach. In Long Beach, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was in Long Beach, Long Beach. and uh, it was a nice little underground show. You yeah. know, the, the promoters were excited to get us out there, you know. Yeah. Um, we're at the top of the flyer and everything. It was yeah. cool. It was real cool. Yeah. Do as much shows as y'all can, yeah. and that's where it's yeah. at. People got to see who the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know what I'm saying? That's my specialty. Especially in L.A., in that area, whole area, Long Beach, L.A., Hollywood, that whole scene out there, you know, even even wherever you can get booked, man, go ahead and do that. Yeah, you know what you, I'm saying? Can, I want to make a comment, right, on mm -hmm. what we were just talking about with Wayne, right? Because mm -hmm. we were all basically agreeing that, like, Wayne pioneered the wave. He, I will also say that he was one of the first people to to rap with auto-tune on, you know what I mean? That's true. You know? Because yeah, T-Pain was singing. He was singing. Yeah, and Kanye was singing, but right. Wayne was Wayne started rapping. Yeah. So, but the thing I want to say about this, right. right, is this is another, like, message that I want to send to artists because I know myself, I spend way too much time worrying about other artists. Yeah. But we got to understand, the same thing I said about Drake is, is very similar to Wayne. Baby picked up Wayne when he was 12 years old and put him right. in the studio. Right. So he wasn't, mm -hmm. he didn't have to worry about as much as yeah, okay. how maybe you would have to worry about that's right true. now. You know what I mean? He just had to get in the studio and, and rap. He had yeah, it. He was it. right you know there mean? laid that's out it. for him. Yeah. Right. So if you're an up-and-coming artist and you're thinking about, like, how come Drake is this or Wayne at this... Just remember, yo, everybody got different lives, yo. Everybody right. is in a different position. And you right. just got to make the best based on what you got going on. That's yeah, a fact. You know like, I mean? it's, it's, I think a good comparison to that is when we look at, you know, uh, Slim Shady, mm. you know, and other, other white rappers, you know, Eminem, he's one of my favorite rappers. You know, mm -hmm. he, he's in my top five of all time, oh, you know, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he, he came under Dr. Dre. Dr. Mm -hmm. Dre yeah. was the king of everything mm -hmm. you know what they i'm discovered saying 50, so, right? yeah discover 50 it came and got 50 m m dre didn't want him m got him so 50 said that dre was gonna throw him away yeah. and m came and said nah dre you gotta sign this motherfucker so he always give him give him and m credit for saving his mm -hmm. career you know what i'm saying but m you know he he came under dre and, and other white rappers after that you know this was this was the whole machine gun kelly beef thing mm -hmm. he pointed yeah, out yeah, like yeah. if i had dre i could do that shit too and so they had they got a little beef or whatever and it's not that simple but yeah. it's easier it is a little easier when you come under somebody like dre yeah whereas you got to scrap yourself you know yeah. yeah you know what i'll just answer the previous question that you asked um about like what's coming next we do have a project together okay but me personally i'm not really i don't want to focus on putting out projects because i'm understanding where we're transitioning into is visuals you know what I mean? And not even so much just like music videos, even though that's what I'm focusing on. Right. Just even if you look at social media now, everything is video based. Everything is like what you can see. Right. You know what I mean? Or at least majority of it. Right. You know? So I feel like me moving forward for the for the remainder of until I start this tour, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which would be like in 2022. Mm -hmm. I'm just want to put out as much of my face, as much as people seeing me as possible, because I feel like I'm not at a point where I can where I have enough of a fan base where people is going to want to go listen to a whole project. So I just want to give them as many visuals as possible. That way they can understand what they're dealing with smart. and then they can want to get into the whole project. That's right. That's Definitely. smart. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as projects, um, well, when did I drop Balcony? Like a year ago? About that. I dropped I dropped a project about a year ago. And it's like prior to that project, I was hitting consistent numbers. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But once I dropped the project, it's like, okay, you would see the top track get like all these plays. And then it would swindle down towards the end. Mm. So it's like, it's not that I was necessarily losing people's attention. It's just that people didn't have that time to listen to the entirety of the project mm -hmm. all the way through. Like, you know, as opposed to me dropping a single here, a right. single the following week, the following week, the following week. Right. So it's like that consistency, I feel like is definitely more helpful for artists at our level, mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody like Drake, who of course you're going to go listen to the whole album because people already know who Drake is. You feel me? Right, Man. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
So uh, you want to tell everybody where y'all where y'all come from? Uh, shout out to anybody. Tell them where to follow you on Instagram and all your social medias and all the musical platforms. So yeah, I just wanted to say shouts out to Texas. Shouts out to San Antonio, Texas. Shouts out to the two unknown. Shouts out to my people back home. Shouts out to Phantom House and everybody that's ever supported me. You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people that supported me. So that's a special thank you from the bottom of my big Texas heart. That's all right. <laughs> fuck with it. Fuck with it. Everything bigger in Texas. Oh yeah. By the way, remember the Alamo. <laughs> everything bigger in Texas. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, man. Ass is know. everything. Shout out, shout out to Philly. You know, um, Philly made me. But the thing with me is because of what my focus is, I can't really separate myself from everybody else as much because that'd defeat the purpose of my ultimate goal in life. You know what I mean? Right. So I like to just tell, like, of course I'm from Philly. That's where I was born. That's where I grew up. I spent a lot of time in Chester, PA, which is right outside of Philly. So I spent my teenage years there. So, yeah, they helped create who I am. But the person that I am moving forward, I'm a human being. I'm an earthling. You know, we all have the same blood underneath our skin. You know what I mean? For the most part. You know, and I think one thing. See, the biggest problem with Philly is it's more competitional than it is collaborative. Mm. And the thing is, is we're all everyone's in the same city. It's like North Philly, West Philly. People want to be against each other. People Man. want to be black and white and all of this other stuff, Man. forgetting the fact that without that sun, none of us would be here right now. Right. So I, so my thing is, like, I'll acknowledge where I came from, you know what Absolutely. I mean? But I just want to break down all of these barriers that we got between each other because it's created too much of a divide. Right. If you want to look at it as, as just competition, sure, it got to be Sixers versus the Lakers. It yeah. got to be the Spurs <laughs> versus right. the Knicks. Some fun shit. I mean? Exactly. But in the interest of growth and evolution, right. we got to understand that if an alien come here to attack us, all of a sudden we're not black and white. Right. We're humans, right. and that's that. It's us against them. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, I'll never disrespect where I came from or not acknowledge the people that made me. You know what I mean? Because I grew right. up on that too. Right. There you, you know go. what I mean? So, shout out to Philly. My, you want to give me your social media? Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, it's at Sauce Phantom. TikTok, Twitter, all that. You can check me out on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. You know, all social medias, everything is Sauce Phantom. Yeah, for me, all of my social medias is at SunSwarm, but it's spelled S-U-N-C-W-O-R-M. And there's an acronym to that, but I'm going to let y'all go to my social media to find that out. You know what I mean? My whole thing is just to get us to create a Dyson spirit to evolve human beings. SunSwarm is the label that I have, my created thing, and Swarm is me. You know what I mean? But you guys will learn more about that the more you get into me, if you get into me. That's right. You know that's I mean? right. We want to thank y'all for joining us today. Right now is the freestyle session. We got our freestyle session. You know, we always ask the rappers to go ahead and spit, you know, a, a hot little 16 or whatever they feeling, you know, over their choice of beat. So which one of y'all want to go ahead and bless us first? Tell me mm -hmm. I'm with it. <clears throat> In the mic. Yep. Run that back, run that back, run that back. <laughs> Uh, 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 huh, look, look, yeah. Two clocks, Tim and Moby, and they make your brain pop. Boy, you get your ass finesse like I work at GameStop. And I run the track so hard, I make that fucking train stop. I run your fucking fade, what that is, barbershop. I told that bitch, you can't fuck with me if you wanted to. I stomp your bitch ass out. Now Lil Sauce got bloody shoes. Got your bitchy on my Snapchat, sending pics of underoos. I got a girl out in Australia, sending pics of kangaroos. I get high, I get high, I think I need a parachute. 
Really? I don't fuck with 12. I'ma sleep till afternoon. And I fucked the bitch once, but tonight is deja vu. And if you want that smoke, I bring that smoke. Texas barbecue. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh. He can't even blaze this shit, huh? I don't fuck with 12 afternoon. Uh. Okay. Let me let me let me go acapella. Let me go acapella. If you gonna throw me off. I ain't high right now. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna just do some shit. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. What should I do, man? I ain't gonna go off top. I ain't gonna go off top. I used to always want some Gucci sandals, but now I just wanna run that bag up. Got to lose these sandals. My girl addicted to Amazon. Won't even use these candles, but ain't no returns or pressing back. I'd rather lose the channel. I never ever expected to be the loser in a new. Oh! No, 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 I used to always want some Gucci sandals, but now I just got to run that bag up. Got to lose these sandals. My girl addicted to Amazon. Won't even use these candles, but ain't no returns or pressing back. I'd rather use these channels. I never ever expected to be the loser in where I'm from. It's confusing, and you used to have to maneuver careful. My God! Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, just, I just made that. I was trying to get y'all some new shit. No, nah, it's I, all good. It's all good. Let me see. Let me see one more. One more. Oh, what was beanbag? How, how beanbag start? Twenty four seven, three six five. Nigga, I'm on my grind. Got so much shit on my mind. Look, I don't even mind, man. All these people, some fake. All of y'all, really, some swines. And all these people act gay, just like my mom. Hey, mom. Call me, me for the, the D. D. Nigga, I'm, I'm going to go, go right, right now. now. Most likely. If she called me, yeah. Uh, ah! you like, why you so childish? <laughs> Bitch, I'm grown right, right now. now. Grown up. <laughs> then the game started winning. It's, it's like, like I, I got, got the, the cheat code. code. Cheat code. Look, I, I wasn't that deep last year. But now I, I get deep throw, deep throw. throw. Uh, uh, uh. My ex bought me a watch. Said her loves timeless. Mm. Threw that watch right in the toilet. I don't got time for that shit. Hell no. Nah. Nigga. I'm it was the shit. Eggs and bacon. Now it's time, time for the grits. <laughs> About to hop right in the game like LeBron on the bench. Uh. I used to want to, yo, sis. Now, now your mom, mom on my dick. Uh. Lined her up with that D. D. That was my line of defense. Uh. Nigga, I'm the shit. Everybody know about Swarm. Uh. Soon as she seen my dick, she was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was Australia accent, man. You know. Shout out to Beanbag, man. That thing made you feel me, man. That was a little freestyle for y'all. Thank you Damn. for having us, man. Damn, what's up, man? Yeah, thank, you, thank you, man. Thank y'all for joining us yeah, on the Higher Learning Podcast, up, man. How often do y'all do y'all do these podcasts? Is it every week? Every week, every Tuesday. Every, every Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Okay. Every Tuesday. So that's when we film them, every Tuesday. Yep. Anybody want to interview, DM me on Instagram. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, share. YouTube channel, Politic and Broadcasting. Go check out our blog, thepoliticinform.com. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, HNS420, and look out for further interviews and further content coming along. You guys, we signing out of here. Higher Learning Podcast. Ron Ron, peace out. Thank you. Thanks, man. I got that view again. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you, sir.